as our worship leader, Matthew, thank you for wrestling with wisdom. There have been times in my life, and perhaps yours, when finding wisdom seemed a little bit like finding Waldo. Some of you chuckle because you betray your age, and you remember Waldo. And the question, where in the world is Waldo? That's a successful media franchise started by British illustrator Martin Hanford, and the series debuted in 1987 with the release of the book, Where's Waldo? The book introduced readers to a distinctively dressed man as he sets off on a worldwide hike, and as more and more books were released, this, this whole thing of Where's Waldo became a worldwide uh, mania, a pop culture sensation in the early 1990s. So those of you who think you're in the pop age now, it's been here a long time. And so the franchise grew with video games and books and magazines and toys and comics and even an animated television series. Well, if you haven't seen this book, it's, it's depicted, there is depicted in this double wide page dozens and dozens of people, uh, sometimes oddly dressed, sometimes doing funny things, and they're all at a given location, and readers are challenged to find a character you guessed it, named Waldo in this big collage of people. And while it might feel impossible or elusive to find Waldo, once you find Waldo, you know it's him. You just know. That's the one I was looking for. Sometimes that's how it feels for me in looking for wisdom, in searching for wisdom. It's a wrestling match sometimes. In our present context as East Chestnut Street Mennonite Church, we are seeking wisdom as we move forward to be transformed by God's mercy and grace and love. We are seeking wisdom as we seek to introduce our children and neighbors to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, to equip one another to live peaceably and generously, and to contribute to the well-being of Lancaster City and the wider world. Our lectionary text send us on another kind of travel series, this search for wisdom. We find Solomon having succeeded his father in nuts in a kind of a violent uh, set of events where he becomes the next king. And understandably so, Solomon, having been raised in this, in this era of Israel, unprecedented era, where under King David the, the boundaries were extended far and wide more than any other era, And now Solomon is going to be the king. And so when in a dream he asked for wisdom, the Lord is pleased. The text tells us that Solomon loves the Lord, walks in faith as David only, or maybe except, that he sacrificed and offered incense at the high places. He went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the principal high place. And this is where he had his dream. This is where the Lord met him. I find it interesting that Solomon both loves the Lord, follows God, and yet seeks wisdom at the high places, which 
whether, however we interpret or understand high places, is given a negative context in this text. One, one possibility is that the high places are set up on the highest hilltop all across this land in honor of Baal, the fertility god, the, the, the competing god to the creator god. And if not that, perhaps it's a place that one walked into to, on, to give sacrifices and burn, and burn incense. Either way, the text clearly indicates this is not quite what the Lord has in mind. And yet it's here where the Lord meets Solomon as he prays and has this dream. In chapter 3, after this text, we see that Solomon wisely counsels two women claiming a child to, to be theirs. And, and so this is in contrast to the later action and also to the former action of Solomon in chapter 2, agreeing to marriages to kind of consolidate his power, marriages from people from, from a woman from, um, from Egypt, the Pharaoh's daughter, and various other kingdoms. And later in, in the text concerning Solomon and his wrestling for wisdom, we find him doing the unspeakable, the unthinkable. In a ceremony, he offers his infant son to the god of Chemosh. It's a burning ceremony. It's horrible. It's unthinkable. And so we find this wrestling for God's wisdom and then how to live it. Similar in the gospel text, we find people offended at Jesus' wisdom. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. That's gross. Of course, Jesus is talking on two levels here. At least John the writer is talking on two different levels. The literal level of bread and, and wine. And Jesus is talking more about being right with him, being following him. I'm the real bread. I'm what you really need for life. And just follow me. And they find it offensive. Are we, am I, not in our honest appraisal of ourselves, also sometimes seeking alternative wisdom? And also, do we not feel a little bit offended sometimes when wisdom is offered to us? Maybe it seems a bit far-fetched. And just as we find Waldo among many other figures... We also find God's wisdom sometimes in the midst of many alternative forms of wisdom, and so we, we wrestle with wisdom. And then in Proverbs, this wisdom literature piece, with its many illustrations and allegories, wisdom invites folks and those who lack judgment, those who are seeking wisdom, to her home for a meal. And in this home, there are seven pillars. Seven pillars. The ordinary home in Israel had four. Seven pillars. And the readers of this literature, the first readers would have wisely understood far more than I the significance of seven. Seven, that number of completeness and wholeness and stability. And into this kind of scene, wisdom has prepared a banquet of meat and bread and wine And she sends her servants in search of anyone who might benefit 
from her banquet to come and eat and drink. In verse 5, wisdom offers this diet of satisfying food, which we might call wisdom. Leave your simple ways, your assumed opinions, my paraphrase, and you will live and walk in understanding. And yet folly, folly is another character in this Proverbs in verses 13 through 18, also has an invitation for people to come in, but only to those who uh, happen to come by, the text says. The ones who just happen to come by, not really seeking people out, but it's there if you want it. And folly offers stolen water and bread. And so the wrestling for wisdom continues. And so we gather today at East Chestnut Street Mennonite Church in this next hour, as we have heard, to wrestle with wisdom as we seek understanding and direction regarding the Lancaster Mennonite Conference Bishop Board proposal, uh, yes, proposal, not decision, to leave Mennonite Church USA. We gather in a longer context of calendar in our congregation to discuss our purpose and identity as we seek uh, wisdom around the areas of same-sex marriage and our own same-sex survey, which we all participated in or at least were invited to some time ago. We gather today knowing that we, within ourselves we have our own personal areas of situation for which we are seeking wisdom. Parents, school teachers, students, older persons, singles, married, Our junior youth leaders and parents and youth recently shared deeply around wisdom for this coming year. And they found a very positive outcome in sharing in this resting for wisdom. We continue to look for wisdom as we share the updated child protection policy for our safe church effort. And anyone who comes to Monday night community meal knows that we need wisdom for this for this outreach, for this invitation for people to come for food, and yet they come for much more, don't they? Well, you get the picture. There's plenty of wisdom needed. And to acquire this wisdom, we are asked to do something considered unwise, not the way to go in terms of where we invest. We are asked to put our eggs all in one basket among the many areas of baskets which we might call areas of wisdom. God asks us to put all our eggs in one basket, God's basket of wisdom. It's kind of goes against the grain sometimes in other areas of life to do this, but this is what God asks. God meets Solomon where he is, wrestling with wisdom at Gibeon, the highest place of high places in the area. And so we too, we gather each week under the pillars of God's presence. We seek wisdom from God and from each other in the faith community. May it be so, and may we continue to do so as we move forward. Amen.